0: Hey, what's going on everybody? How we doing? Welcome to Millennial Stories with Sammy V, episode number eight. Got an awesome program for you today. I'm super excited about the guy that I'm going to share with you today. But hey, if you're a first-time viewer of this podcast, YouTube show, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. No matter where you find me, whether it's on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. That way you can get more episodes just like the one that I'm going to be, that we're actually recording today um, and you can get that um, straight to your phone, straight to your app, wherever you prefer listening um, to podcasts. But um, I'm excited and also, um, I don't obviously have a fee, this is completely free. What I would really, really appreciate is you sharing this with a friend. If you find this interview, if you find this podcast of value to you, I just ask that you share it with one friend. Um, Help me grow this organically. Uh, The whole purpose behind Millennial Stories with Sammy V is, one, to give young people the platform to share their story. Number two is to help connect you, another young person, virtually with another young person that's absolutely crushing it, that has an inspiring story, so that you too can take what you learn from their story and apply it in your life. And um, number three is I want to change the verbiage around millennials. I want to change... I I, there's this verbiage that says that millennials aren't ambitious, that they're not hardworking, that they're lazy, that they're this, that, or the other, and I think it's I think it's all BS. Right. I don't think it's true. Um, And and this podcast I believe proves um, that verbiage wrong. So um, I've got Iante Pearl on today. I'm super excited. I pronounced that correct, right? Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for coming on, brother. Appreciate it. Um, Eante is a, the construction site assistant for mm-hmm. Habitat for Humanity. Um, he's also a group leader at Malachi Center, and that's an after-school center. Um, he also does some electric work, and he's also the founder and owner of Relentless Faith Fitness. Yeah. Did I get all of that yeah. correct? <laughs> all of all in one. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were actually talking. I think it was we were walking out. I met Eante at a um, at a Bible study. Mm-hmm. Um, through the church that we go to and um, I knew we were walk we were walking out of the Bible study and you said like one of like four or five different jobs that you have. You're yeah. a busy guy, aren't you? Yeah, I stay
1: busy man. Yeah. All the time, got to. It's it's one of the passions of like, you know, you get you, if you're lazy, you don't get things done, but if you're busy, you get things done, you get to meet new people, you get to have new experiences and unlock a lot of potential you didn't even think you had. So Yeah. Yeah. I think work is like one of the greatest gifts,
0: like to us, yeah. work, yep. you know, put yep. your hands to something. It just so happens that a lot of the work that you do is like real hands-on, yep. you know. and all over the place. <laughs> um, so we're definitely going to get into um, kind of how you, you know, started this business with Relentless Faith and everything they're doing with it, Habitat for Humanity. I will tell you, the reason why I have Yante on is because this last Monday, um, we were, uh, we were at, at the Bible study, Yante just kind of shared a bunch of his story, and I said... And i was just thinking in my head this story is awesome man it's phenomenal how you come from and i don't know everything um about your story and so i hope we can dive more into that today but like um from where you came from to where you're at now is it's amazing man Mm -hmm. and um i just applaud you for it and so uh, let's start there, man. Where did you kind of grow up? What, what kind of what has brought you to this point in
1: time yeah. in your life? So I grew up in inner city of Cleveland, like right off of West 43rd in Clark. Uh, I went to Orchard Elementary School. And then prior to all of that, uh, I actually, the, the, from memories that I have, uh, I was in foster care, but wow. it was living with my aunt. And we were about six or seven years old and, you know, living and with her and her her my cousins at the time, so just grew up with them naturally around people. Um, didn't really know my dad, I guess at that time, and then I didn't know <clears throat> what was going on with my mom. But all I knew is we was living with my aunt for a time period, and then we moved in with my uh, my mom. Eventually, got us back, and she had us for about uh, six years, okay. about five years. She had us for five years, and we were living from like we moved a lot around a lot mm-hmm. and I didn't understand why we were moving around a lot. Then we started getting knocks at the door and, you know, social workers started coming in because we would go to school and I'd go to school with bruises and the the teacher like sent me to the counselor and say, Hey, go talk to this person And I didn't know I grew up with like I didn't have like no secrecy. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't grow up my mom saying, Whatever happens in this house stays in this house, you don't you know what I'm saying you don't tell people. So I I'd blatantly tell the council like yeah my mom beat me like oh I got really bad and um, I used to get beat pretty bad like uh, I used to have to like stand up against the wall and have my hands against the wall and don't move and uh, like naked and get beat by my mom and her boyfriend who you know they didn't he didn't really like me and he manipulated my mom a lot to make her believe that I was always bad to make her believe these things But I was like a a kid who just needed somebody to just pull them aside and talk to and hang out and spend time with them because my dad didn't do that so it was like kind of hard uh growing up yeah I had video games and stuff like that but there was always this need for um direction need for somebody to take lead in my life and really have me under their wing so uh growing up like that with my mom and then we actually got taken away from her when I was 12. um we my mom couldn't run anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we actually lived in Lakewood when it happened. Ironically, that's where I live now. Um, yeah. So we lived in Lakewood and I just remember uh, leaving to go to my grandma's house and finding out like, yeah, on December 14th, you're going into foster care. And I was like, well, what does that mean? Like, We don't get to stay, you say no, you don't stay with your grandma, you don't stay with anybody, you, you go right to the system. And um, that Sunday prior to that, because it was a Tuesday we went in uh, December 14th, 2004, at like 9 p.m., because I was like dead on looking at the clock and I'm like, man, this is like my life changing forever. And wow. I was and I was t- 13. Um, so I looked at the clock and um, I looked at the that Sunday I went to church at the Cleveland Baptist Church, it's like this big giant church. They have like they kind of like recruit kids and they give them candy. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I was like in a teen church, and you know, this particular Sunday I accepted Christ as my personal savior. And uh, I went to the back and put you into the back and, like, kind of talked to you about your decision that you made. So I sat there, and uh, the guy was like, well, you know, what's going on in your life? I was like, well, to be honest, uh, I'm my mom is losing us, losing custody of us, and I just want to go where God wants me to be. Mm. And wow. God prayed, and he's like, you know, Lord, uh, send him where you want him to be, that he can get to know you and just to grow in you. So that prayer, I got sent to one of the probably one of Pivotal points in my life. It's great foster parents. You know, it's this bad rep about foster parents, like beating kids, putting kids in like lock boxes and um and doggy and doggy cages and stuff like that. But no, I had the wow. great great foster parents. They uh, that the night we went in, um, my foster parent uh, granddad. I call him because grandma, and granddad. called because they're older, so mm-hmm. it's easier for us. So my granddad. Uh, come home. Came home from work, and you say, "Hey, before you leave this house, you you know you represent this house. You represent where you are here. Uh, if you act out, you're not gonna be here." Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, I would just got out of the shower or whatever, and uh, he was like, "Don't try to break out the house because, you know, there's an alarm." And that was actually the first time in my life that I ever felt safe. Like, wow. uh, we we lived. You were twelve. I was 13. 13. Because I had just turned 13 in October.
0: Okay.
1: And uh we, so growing up with my mom, we've had people breaking our house while we were sleeping. And yeah. then, like literally one time there was a guy broke in looking to kill somebody else. she Couldn't dude. find the guy. Couldn't find the guy. So he broke in through my window, like lifted it up, and he walked over my head. And we slept on the floor. We didn't have beds. Like we slept mm-hmm. on blankets on the floor. And um, so. As we were sleeping, I, like, pulled my brother closer to me. Because, uh, you know, it's a protective instinct. And the guy walked back out of the house, and I, I've never slept the same. And that was when I was, uh... That was, like, maybe 10. 10 Jeez. or 11. Yeah, and I was just like, man, this is just so scary. So we grew up in a, a drug-infested neighborhood. Like, vice police broken in our house. <laughs> so there's a time where vice police was... Like, my big sister was dating a drug dealer. And he, uh... He was, like, the police was looking for him. Mm-hmm. So the vice police came, like, and, like, kind of tried to kick the door in. But we, we man, we were so broke, like, the door didn't work really. So we pushed a washing machine behind the door. Oh, my <laughs> God. So when they tried to kick the door in, it, it didn't move. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wanted to see the person on the outside's face, yeah. like, dang. I couldn't even kick the door in. Right. So no, they uh you know, they had my grandma in handcuffs, they uh they pointed shotgun at us because they obviously didn't know who was in right, the house. Right. And like they just went and talked to my mom. Now my mom has a developmental disability and you know, she has her own stuff that she was dealing with. But, you know, raising kids when you aren't um all the way really together is yeah. a challenge and that was a challenge for her. Uh so Growing up with that situation, you know, it, it kind of stood out. Um, there was a lot of things that you know that happened where I was like, "Man, this sucks!" Like we barely had food in the fridge, we barely had anything, and I I never if some from for some reason like we always had God. Uh, we always talked about the Bible. Like my mom had a boyfriend, the same guy who beat me. Uh, still did like a Bible study, and wow. um, we did it one every Wednesday night at like 7 so it was like from 7 to like almost 10 o'clock at night we were Jeez. just having Bible study and he started talking about David and Goliath and uh, that really sold me on the Word of God because he said that David was a little boy going against a grown man yeah. and to be honest in my mind that was my Goliath was my mom's boyfriend Wow and me being who I was I always wanted to know more more about God like why does God do That's this crazy, why does God man. want this yeah so like there's a time where you can separate me from my Bible, like as yeah. everybody else would be like reading something like, no, I'm good. I'm gonna read my Bible. I wanna learn more about like, you know, the story of Jeremiah, like King Hezekiah, like I was all for it. There yeah. was like a, a young King Josiah in the in the Bible who he, he was like seven years old and became king for 37 years. So yeah. it's like, I wanna know like why he was yeah. thriving. So, you know, that-
0: And I, w- I will tell you like, we're at Bible study. You like, you just, you know, like, I'm not saying you know every verse, but right, like you pretty much, I'm like, dude, how do you know? You're like in, in, in Jeremiah here, and in James here, and in John here, and all this. Yeah. So I'm like,
1: dude, how can you, like, that must yeah, be why. That's, that was yeah. that's essentially why, man. Like, I, I love, I love the Word of God, and I think that's what kept me. Mm-hmm. Um, because there were there was, uh, times, two times, I wanted to commit suicide. Wow. Um, I wanted to kill myself in foster care because uh, it was just mm-hmm. at their visitation, they give you, like, they let you go talk hang out with your parents for a couple of hours mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that you know uh, I like I realized like my dad didn't want us um, like my mom wasn't doing what she needed to do to get us because my mom didn't like to be told what to do mm-hmm. and she didn't like to be took people up in her business but she m- missed the point where hey this is your kids lives like you you have to get yourself together if you want them back yeah and uh, you know that was kind of a pivotal moments like my foster parents Started uh, taking more time with me. Like, granddad took me to see Batman Begins. Uh, it was so great. Like, he tricked me into going because uh, I wore my fresh new white shoes. And he was like, Yeah, we're going to go do some yard work. <laughs> you're going to get your shoes dirty now. And I don't know what you're going to do. But we pulled up into the movie, theater, And he was like, Let's go see Batman. And from then on, like, you know, he's been super important. Like, I, I love that i had them in the point of my life yeah so it was like now like I've more, met more men who have been inspirational to me like guys in my fraternity uh, have been great um, And that's something that you
0: you do now I remember mm-hmm. because you just said this the other day you said like you know one thing that you do is um, you try to be a mentor mm-hmm. you try to kind of be that
1: father figure to maybe kids that don't have that yeah in yeah. their life yeah and that's and that's I think that's where God put me at the Malachi Center like I just I'm going in my maybe my third or fourth year there uh, no it's my third year the fourth <laughs> so I've been there and like just you know being able to be there disciplinary for them mm-hmm. and then still be there for them the happy moments like every time I come in I hug them all I'll mm-hmm. say hey how's it going like I pick them up give them hugs uh, I bring them stuff like snacks because like when they're doing well like i'm gonna reward you yeah just so yeah. you know like hey this is why i brought you this because you were doing great yeah and then like when they act up like not you can write so like, i have like kids writing assignments that they wrote still like i have like a notebook up and then i told one uh, one of the girls like hey i said i have your writing assignment that you wrote for me so you better get together because <laughs> i will make you add to it so you know and then uh being a part of that those moments for them and then uh, overcoming depression that i was facing mm. overcoming. Uh, the uh, suicidal thoughts that I was having because I was been, that mostly in high school or um so when I was in foster care I was in eighth grade and I wanted to kill myself wow. um, and then I got my sophomore year in high school and I had the same thoughts again Seriously, yeah and um, as a and then I, I got like I was talking to some of the administ- one of the administrators there and like we spent like maybe the first part of the morning just walking around the track just talking about mm-hmm. life and everything else and so I was like At the right time I spoke to the right like I spoke to people and they helped me through the situation Mm -hmm. and uh, I think that's one reason why I want to make sure I'm on top of like make sure I keep communication and talk to other people about how I'm feeling and like when people literally ask me hey what's going on like all right you want to know let me unpack this for you but not all of it but just like some things that I feel like they could to to kind of carry the capacity of it so um, from then on uh, you know, my, my grandma, my mom's mom adopted us out of foster care. You know, it was rocky because she's not used to dating, uh, not dating, but <laughs> she's not used to, it's like raising three kids, yeah. uh, especially a girl, a boy who's about to be, like, turned into a man. So, like, me, and I was very rebellious, and at uh, like one pitiful time, she, like, threatened to beat me really bad, and I was like, yeah, let me get this together. So, <laughs>
0: so was that like a, so you went all through, so, I mean, all this stuff, you know, Which, dude, really appreciate you sharing that Mm because, you know, that's some deep stuff and that's some, like, you know, I really appreciate you sharing that stuff. Um, And, you know, all this struggle that you went through as a kid, poverty, being beat by, you know, your mom and her boyfriend, you know, having people break into your house, going from family to family, going from your aunt to your mom to your foster care, suffering with depression... Which I can relate with you on, you know, I I definitely have had times in my life, and I still struggle with it. Sometimes here and there, where there's a couple of days where I'm, you know, and actually this past week really struggle with depressive thoughts. Um, so I can relate with you and have all this. How did you overcome, kind of all of that, and get to the point
1: in time like that you're at in your life now? Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I learned. Uh, from the Bible Um, when you want to draw closer to God and you want things to change you fast Um, one of the first people that I I read about well my pastor he passed away um, Charles Smith jr. he uh, he talked to me about why it's important to fast and he talked about um, you know when you fast you're giving up something that you enjoy so God can bless you and God can put you in a position Mm -hmm. where he wants you to be so um, that was the first time I ever heard about it. So then I started looking at well, who, I started like researching well, who in the Bible fast and then Daniel fast and then uh, he fasted to show that God was who he was. And I I looked at it like man, I really want God to change my life. I really got God to like please be involved because like everybody, you know, used to preach about how God can do these marvelous things and how he can help you overcome. I'm like Psh, I want that for me now. Yeah. Like, I want to experience. It. I want to be. I want. I want to feel it. Like. If God's that marvelous, then he'd do it for me. And my one friend, Jonathan Winfrey, he said, you know, you challenge God at his word. Like, you challenge God at his word. Like, God is not a man that he should lie, it's so challenge him. So I looked at it as, like, yeah, let me challenge God at his word. Like, if I sacrifice myself, like, something that I love, like, dude, I gave up video games. <laughs> I gave up Instagram, Facebook. I gave it up at all. And, um, and I really got to a place, the, well, the first time I fasted, I gave up food for, like, from the morning to seven o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was just asked God, like, you know, help me. Help me change my life, change my direction. Like, wow. Put me in a position where you want me to be at. And this was in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, My false parents are the reason why I ended up getting in Ignatius, uh, because they bragged about how well I was doing academically uh, with them because they had that stability for me. Yeah. So I had that stability where I was able to just focus in on grades. I didn't have to worry about paying for anything. I didn't have to worry about our lights being turned off, like all that stuff. So when I, got to ignatius and i got to this place we started going on retreats and then i went on a retreat and then we spent that alone time with god and it's just like man this is what i need so like i feel like that transitional moment for me was spending that alone time with god and really trying to discern what he's trying to say so turning all around for me um became man I, i need to get to where god wants me to be like hmm. I know I'm not there yet. Like personally, like spiritually, or like physically in the world, or um, so. Personally, like I was dealing with like sex all the time because it was I was exposed to it early. You know, being molested and having those situations happen in my life. Like I was exposed to it early, my innocence was stolen, um, and then all this other stuff like stealing, lying, all these things. It was like mm-hmm. I needed okay. to change because yeah. it, it was it was going down the cycle in a bad role. I didn't want to end up. In jail, or you know, what I'm saying another statistic, yeah. So for me, um, it wasn't just like I'm not say oh god, 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 but it was like God put people in position, and it was my decision whether to say, Hey, I trust you, here's what's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. I trust, I, I just want you to know this. So at those times, like, yeah, God provided, but it was more so me making that decision, do I really want to follow through, yeah, with help, like getting that help that I need, or talking to these people that I need to talk to, and. working things out in my life I'm like getting some sense of direction so yeah that's the reason why like it it started to turn around for me so it It was
0: it was deciding to um, if I'm hearing you correctly obviously God put people in your life Mm -hmm. opportunities in your life but it was taking kind of taking advantage of hey I'm gonna listen to this person I'm gonna you know, take advantage of this opportunity, you know, I get this alone time with God, wanna make the best of it. Is, it.
1: is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, okay. making it, making the best decisions or choices or when that moments, like yeah. deciding whether you wanna win or you wanna stay where you are is pretty much how it went for me.
0: Yeah, and that's awesome, man, because there's so many, we all have those moments, you know, we mm-hmm. all have those moments, no matter where we come from, whether we're, you know, um, I grew up, in, you know, middle class with, you know, two amazing parents you know, um, completely different situation and there's been moments in my life where I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to either change or go backwards, you know, mm-hmm. and so we all have those moments um, and I think it's true because I, I, obviously I'm a Christian as well and it's like, you know, God can put all these things, like opportunities in your life, like mm-hmm. He can give you the miracle but you got to like walk through the door exactly. You know, you can't just, he's not just going to, all of a sudden, you're just going to wake up living in a better place. Or right. Living like, you know, I'm not saying that that couldn't happen, mm-hmm. because it could. Right. But most of the time, it's you saying, oh, that's a God-given opportunity. I'm going to go take advantage of that. Right. I've got to move, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um,
1: who's influenced you the most? So, for starters, it was definitely my false parent. Uh, Pete Alex he, uh even when things look like he I needed to uh, I needed to be taken out of foster care because I wasn't listening I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing because uh, it was he saw that I was upset I was yeah. like really and I didn't know how to you know express my anger for my parents not working to get me back so he saw that and um, the second person was uh, Tommy <laughs> Tommy Seals jr. He uh, he's the, one of my fraternity brothers who okay. kind of. Uh, where'd you go to school? I went to um, well, college. I went to Ballin Wallace. Okay. But this when I was in foster care, he he was the sort of like kind of my mentor, or uh, he kind of took me under his wing. And I used to go to I went to like uh, they used to do like a uh, HBCU classic football game here, so I went to that with them. Like I was in his wedding, like as an usher, and then like <coughs> I saw his uh, fraternity brothers like strolling. And I was like, man, I want to be a part of that. And uh, so I just like stayed honed in on it, and I wanted it. And um, he was in, he like kind of took me. He was like, I used to play basketball mm-hmm. and just growing up, and he like came to the house in the backyard and just shot around with me, and like he was like that big brother yeah. for me. And then uh, Pastor Pastor uh, Charles Smith, you know, he passed away a couple uh, three five years ago, something like that. Um, and uh, no, two or three years ago, he passed away. Um, from this di- diabetic uh, situation so he was he was good at helping me stay focused on God yeah um because I used to be a youth minister and I used to uh stand in like uh and still dealing with all this depression and all the mm-hmm. stuff that was going on in my life he was like no just stay focused man like we go from we come from the same grain just stay focused you gotta yeah. like eliminate the distractions that people are, are with their own attitudes and stuff and like look towards God in those situations mm. so it was him and then and now it's becoming more and more of God is like all right it's your turn to be inf- influential to mm. someone else it's your turn to help somebody else and I've met this 10 year old kid identical situation he's upset and enraged about his like you know this growing-up situation I'm like nope I, like when I met him I literally saw myself
0: yeah and I'm
1: like God I know where you want me to go like I know you where you want me to be and I will totally be there so uh, I just talked to him he's like uh, talk about football so I want to like man now it's giving me a reason not to work so much because like yeah work is great but then like now I get to go make memories and be influential to someone yeah. else and I think that's what's super exciting for me right now Um so those are kind of like the influential people who've helped influence me to get to where I am so I can see how I can be an influence to someone yeah. else so, yeah it's yeah, awesome kind of passing it
0: on and yeah um is it, what's that saying where like it's, your struggle becomes your uh your like ministry or something like that um I don't know I don't know what the saying is, but it's basically the 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 verb like the, it means like Whatever you've gone through, mm-hmm. like all the struggles that you've gone through, mm-hmm. that then becomes the platform for your ministry, right? yeah, whatever it is, for your influence, for helping people, like yeah. all those things that you've gone <coughs> through. Now you can relate to that kid mm-hmm. that's ten years old, You're right? <clears throat> and because you can relate with him, because you've gone through similar things, yeah, you can actually help that kid. You know, for me, I might be able to help him financially. I might be able to. I don't know that I could really be able to really help him the way that you can because you can really you can relate you can get on his level and be like right. i've been there and we can do this together you know what i mean so um so tell me about relentless faith fitness tell me how that's come come about what it is
1: mm-hmm. um and yeah so <clears throat> relentless Faith fitness became um something that is now it's to me it's more than a I look at it like people. Are like, some people are like, oh, it's a T-shirt brand. It's a T-shirt company. Like, nah, it's it's a ministry because mm. in the aspect of relentless face fitness, I was in the gym and I was wearing one of my friend's uh, workout shirts and I just looked in the mirror. And I'm like, this doesn't represent me. This mm-hmm. doesn't re- represent my struggle. This doesn't represent how I had to grind to get to where I am. And I was like, you know, God, if if you just give me the vision of where you want me to. What represents me, I would love to... Or find a company that represents me. Like, I was looking online for, like, other workout shirts that say, you know, God, something about God, or trust in, like... Couldn't find one that stood out to me. Like, I saw it in Jesus' name, I played, and stuff like that. But I'm like, but this, like, yeah, you play, but what what about pivotal moments? Like, yeah, yeah, I love Jesus, but the the Word of God is so great in itself, so that... My voice coach, she uh, said, you know, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and you shall refute any tongue that comes against you. This is the nature of the servants of the Lord. And you know, like, because it's like the righteousness is in them. That's is, is what it says uh, in Isaiah 54, 17. So she said that over and over to me a bunch of times. And I, I thought about, like, my life. I'm like, man, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Like, I got all these things, even the weapons I've caused on myself. Yeah. Like, happening. And then I started thinking more and more, I'm like, man, I really, I love lions. And uh, like the aspect of the lion of Judah is the aspect of the lion. And um, so I was going over it more and more in my head, like, okay, this might be something I might take off. Like, uh, maybe I will. Like, I figured I'd get like maybe four or five shirts. <laughs> you know, just a couple people, give it out to my best friends. And, yeah. and, um, <clears throat> and they kind of took off from there. Uh, so my aspect of realness, faith, fitness is raging war on the enemy, even if the enemy is ourselves, and it's reminding people of who God, who we are, and whose we are. Like we, we can go through life knowing that, uh, you know, we we like, man. Well, who do I belong to? What, where, where do I belong? We always are yearning in our spirits. We yearn to belong to something yeah. or someone, and when an aspect of and Space fitness is like when you be when you wear the brand, you're not only reminding yourself that, hey, I belong to God, but there could be somebody in the gym or walking past you and they read the back of your shirt or they read the back of your hood or they read the hoodie, like, you know, the Bible verse over your hoodie and you could actually save their life in that moment. Mm -hmm. Like, the word says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Yeah. And it cuts cuts you, right, in your soul. And my aspect is like, man, I figured the more and more things that are out that says this, Mm -hmm. the more and more people who could be saved. And it's just like, That's why I look at it more than just a a brand. It's a ministry that I want to, like, inspire other people with just the Bible verse. And then people can say, oh, well, you know, I see, like, the little ID underneath it. Uh, Let me go check this out. They open the Word of God, or they go search it. They're looking at the Word of God. And then our faith comes by the hearing and reading of the Word of God. So it's, like, not only big picture... You're helping somebody get to the Word of God, yeah. and like, and then it's just like, man, even in those moments where you wanna, it is not so much more just working out. Like, it's like you can wear it's a great shirt to wear outside, or it's great items to wear wherever. Yeah. And then it's just like somebody's gonna read it, and somebody's gonna say, "Yo, I love," they say, "I love the lion." I like the aspect yeah. of it, but I love the Word of God. Like, I love the word that's on the back of it. Like, man, where where did you come up with that, or how yeah. did that, how did that come to be? So, for me, I don't own the Word of God. But I'm a, I was called to be a servant of the Word. Yeah. And I think in the aspect of Relentless Faith Fitness, um, we're conditioning not only our faith, but we're conditioning ourselves. Because our bodies can, yeah, we can fit, do all the stuff to be fit. But when your soul is fit, you can wage war against the enemy. You can mm-hmm. tell the enemy, Hey, I have victory in Christ Jesus. Like Ephesians six and twelve talks about waging war against the enemy and going after him yeah. and, and like God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us a spirit of power. So you have power. And that's what <clears throat> the aspect of relentless is be relentless. Don't give up that power. Don't yeah. don't give into depression. Don't give up into all these things that mm. are weighing on you because God has a way out for you. And that's him, like trusting in him, or surrounding yourself with people who can sharpen you, like iron sharpened the iron, thing. So, like when you when you're by yourself, it's hard. But when you when you're in a group, you, you can overcome everything um, because, like I tell you, like I said before, like in Galatians six and two, literally, sharing your burden, sharing your testimony with somebody else, you fulfill the law of Christ, and Christ's laws to help each other and yeah. help be there for each other, and it's not so much. You know, people going through different things in their lives, but be relentless in chasing down your faith, and be relentless and and you know conditioning your mind because so a man thinks that he is. If you think that you're gonna fail, you're gonna fail. But if you think that you're gonna overcome things, because you will, you're gonna do that. You're gonna find You're gonna find things or ways yeah. to succeed. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Don't give in to you. Know what I'm saying, don't give in. Keep fighting. So yeah. wage war. Yeah. No. It's amazing man and
0: the word is powerful man you yeah know? yeah and this you know most of the podcasts i don't really dive into this stuff I don't really dive into the bible and all of that um you know but it is and there is one verse that changed my life it, it, the bible the the word changed my life it that is it, it was like yes when i gave my life to god that was so important and that was a life-changing moment but it was the word Mm-hmm. That changed my life, so that's why I, it was Ephesians two ten specifically. That Bible verse, I'm probably gonna get it tattooed. I don't know. That's what this is. Ephesians two ten. Yeah. No it's, freaking it's the way. Tag. Yep. No
1: Ephesians way. Two ten. Yeah. Dude. I wear it every day. Dude, that's odd, awesome. dude. That <coughs>
0: verse single handedly. Yeah. Changed my life. I read that verse and I was like, okay, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, what is this? Is telling me. You know, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God planned in advance for us to do. I mean, that is in advance, in advance, which means that, you know, like, and that's why I'm so obsessed with purpose Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. like purpose driven life, man. Yeah. It's, it's everything like, you know, when you, you have a purpose, like you're created for a reason, any, everything that's ever been created. You know, this cup of coffee, right? This cup right here was created for the purpose of holding liquid or coffee. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a purpose mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. Because it was created. Yeah. You're created. Therefore, you have a purpose. There's a reason for that. That's how special and unique you mm-hmm. are. Yeah. And your handiwork, which means, like, my dad is a, my dad um, used to build furniture for a living. So he did everything by hand, you know? And, like, he created these things by hand exactly the way that they are for a specific purpose. Yeah. Like it he did it meticulously. That's and that's crazy. the way every human being was created. Is, is, yeah, creative, mm-hmm. Like for something specific in advance. And it's to do good works. let's do something good. And so I think like you're a great example of somebody that's living that living that verse. Nice, because you're finding your purpose, you're recognizing you know you have a purpose that you're here for a reason and you're doing good stuff like you know Habitat for Humanity mentoring those kids now ca- starting a business you know where you know it's not just a business yes it's a way to make money it's a way to work it's a way to put your hand to the plow you know what I mean but it's like you're you're also doing it for a mission and mm-hmm. a reason and yeah. a purpose and um, that's amazing man so what's been
1: what is faith to you Faith is, I would say I'll like to take to the Bible because Hebrews 11 and 1 says that nah, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Mm-hmm. So for me, faith is that like it's believing in things people don't think could happen because we live in a world where people if you don't see it you don't believe it. But like like Journey says, don't stop believing. Like you know what mm-hmm. I'm, you hold on to the feeling and like and that aspect of my faith has started from David and Goliath, Mm -hmm. believing that even a little kid like me could overcome something so great. So that's what faith is, is overcoming something so great. And reminded, like, David did something that I think we all need to do as believers, as people growing in faith, is thinking about, like, our God is so big that people should be ashamed, ashamed of dogging God. Like, he literally was, like, mad That this dude is talking about the living God and talking about all these things like God ain't who he was. Like David, they had to pass over, they had to celebrate all those things. Like David knew stories of how God changed their their, their whole nature of Israel. And for them to be afraid of this man and forget that God overcame the Red Sea, Pharaoh, Mm -hmm. all these things. So faith for me is being a David in a Goliath situation. Mm. That's that's exactly what faith is to me. I used to be called out, uh, one of the guys, Brother Guest. He God rest his soul. He he pat he went on to glory, um, but he used to always say David the shepherd boy. He yeah. used to always call me David the shepherd boy because it's just and that stuck out to me. And I was like, wow, God is reminding me, hey, don't stop being David. Yeah. And David was. A man after God's own heart, and that's all I want to try to be. Like, yeah, I had actually, I had to learn that I'm not perfect, and it don't take you to be perfect to be a servant of God. Like, you don't have to be perfect, but you have to work towards being one with Christ. And yeah. I, I had to go through a lot of things to think about that and, like, really say, hey, you know what? I'm not perfect. Yeah. All right. I mess up. Yep. But that's not going to stop me from being David. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. That's awesome. Let's go into, um, I love that, dude. You said,
0: Faith to me is being a David in a Goliath situation. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna put quotes around that. That's <laughs> awesome. I mean, um, I I don't re- I'm not a big meme guy. Like I don't really like the the quotes that like all the ones that make you feel good. Like because like they're just that. You know cliche, what I mean? They're yeah. just they're just quotes. But like, yeah. that was a good saying. Well, let's go into the business side of things. Let's go mm-hmm. into you starting this business. You just kind of getting this up the ground. You know, I walked up. We're in his apartment right now. I walked up stairs and I see this table it's got these shirts on it and yeah. I'm just like this is like the beginning of like an like something big you know what I mean this is like I love the beginning stages mm-hmm. of a business or of an idea or of a you know a faith walk or whatever it is like because it's not pretty it's not like it's just is what it is and it's like being willing to start you know I, I've got a couple entrepreneurs on here that you know and they all started like the first Really entrepreneur, I got on here started with a thousand bucks, you know, buying a couple of online products, Mm -hmm. reselling it, and now he's doing hundred thousand dollar purchase orders. Got a seven million dollar business, you know, and he started from him his him and his college friends started from nothing, you know, and I just love the beginning stages of a business. So Mm -hmm. let's let's dive into that a little bit. What's that kind of been like for you? What um, you know? What's been one of the hardest things in
1: Starting this business, so the hardest thing about starting it is going in blind because I didn't I don't know clothing industry mm-hmm. I and mean, I don't know it, but I know <clears throat> but I, what I knew is how powerful the word can be. So a lot of I started off with I pay let's see I pay for my uh, I pay for the name or whatever and it was like a hundred some bucks um, something like that I don't remember. But uh Don and Sean. Uh, they gave me, like, all this Ohio business information. So they have been super supportive. I told them about the idea. It was like, yeah, you go on this website, it's like $39 for something. and So a lot of the money that I started off with was, like, zero. And more so, it became people trusting me yeah. with their money to get them what they want to. And then they were super supportive. Like, they were like, hey, you got a great idea. I want to be supportive of that. I want to buy a shirt from you. Like, my... I started off with like I said I only wanted to do like eight shirts it went to 64 yeah. and now I have no shirts left of the first one and then it's like man I'm really doing this because yeah. like my <clears throat> my family they always been like oh I'm gonna do this or I'm gonna do that and then like I learned how to be a go-getter mm-hmm. and I'm like yep I'm gonna do it and that's one thing my pastor he found out about me uh, he was like you're when you want something you zone in you track it down mm-hmm. you go after it. I'm like yep. Because that's what I want to do. Yeah. And, like, that's one aspect of why I wanted to learn more about God. Track it down. Go after it. I'm still learning. So I'm tracking yeah. it down. So <clears throat> I started off with that. I was like, man, this is really great. So then I started looking at other items, like the, the Augusta brand, like clothing. And the material felt so great. I was like, I want I want that. I want that. Let's go for that. Yeah. So then there'd be more so more people have been trusting and trusting. And now, like, I, a lot of the things I want to give back. So, like, I've been giving back along the way as I'm doing it because like I gotta say like I don't want it to be about me I want it to be about the word so I pay like tithe I tithe on the business tithe like, on the profit yeah I like tithe when somebody buys a shirt that's two dollars and fifty cents that's going right to Jesus Um so it's just like Lord yeah. I, I want to be faithful over the little things because he said if you're faithful over the little things I'll make you master over many yeah so for me being faithful with this little small stuff like God is starting to give me more visions and start putting people more people in my life that who are about growing and then like I, I go through a local company to to get a manufacturer, Presswork's graphics. So like I go through them, then my one friend, she uh she's like doing some designs for me. So yeah. it's like small steps and like meeting people that are good people. And then I started talking about more and more I'm like, there's a purpose behind each person that I'm meeting. Yeah. so like my friend Jordan she's helping me put uh, a website together so it's just like the slow grind is slower and slowly and I'm just like man I could see it taking off uh, amazingly well so like and now I got, finally got the price quotes for all the other stuff so mm-hmm. now it's like all right time to get more items time to get more inventory and all of this money that I'm like looking at I need to get it's coming from not only people trusting, but me praying, saying, God, bless the ministry that you have for me yeah. to do. And then it's like me working with the whole side gigs and all these other things. A lot of that money goes into it. Because, you know, you got, I got to spend, somebody's like, you got to spend your money to make money. I was like, well, that's fine. But I'm going to give it back to God because yeah. it's whatever. It's like his, his ministry. Like I'm just having to be a steward of it. Yeah. So going from there, um, it's, it's been really good because like, I want to start getting slow. Get ready for like a vendors event hopefully soon no actually i'm going to be doing a vendors event soon she's speaking in existence um and have things that are there like yeah. I'm, i saw a guy in the parking lot just talking to him and uh he was telling me his story and he said something about god i'm like you know what i'm gonna give this dude a shirt and like uh the minute i handed him the shirt he was like yo this is like gr- a great material i was like i don't know why we're in this parking lot right now i don't know what's going on but you told me about your story you need to read the back of this shirt and you need to just believe it. And he was like, wow, this is literally where I am. Because he like, yeah. was in transition between jobs, the situation happened. And I was like, dude, you talked about faith, and you talked about God. Yeah, No weapon for him against you shall prosper.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: he was like, this is amazing. Like, Thank you. Like, and yeah. I was like, in that moment, I realized like that's why I brought the extra shirt with me, is because yeah. God wanted me to give that to him. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, how am I supposed to make money here? But it's like no don't worry about it I got don't you. worry yeah. about it yeah so that's why i'm like slow slow grind to this and i know that like uh i've been meeting a lot of people who say hey i'll sit down with me with you about your business plan let's talk about your business plan like get it together and we'll go from there so we'll see how we can do some business together yeah. so i'm like all right if god will if it's in god's will definitely because i want to yeah. make sure it's all about in his will yeah. and things that i want for it god's going to bless that so that's yeah. the reason why. That's how Rolling this Face started. You know, I, I do have my table set up in the <laughs> kitchen. I just got those, like, those plastic things that you can put shirts in. And yeah. I got some scotch tape, so I'm just going to put the, like, the size and put it in the plastic and, like, make it smell good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, man. That's okay. that's slow grind, man. But I just trust the process. Yeah. And with anything great. That's amazing, yeah. man. That's yeah. amazing. A couple last questions for you. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you deal with the unknown? Um, I punch it in the face. Nah. <laughs> um, I think the unknown aspect, <clears throat> I look to God first because it says like, you know, our ways are not his, our, our ways is not his ways and our thoughts are not his thoughts. Mm-hmm. But, um, there's a song for the year for me It's by Anthony Davis. It says, trust in you. And literally starts the song off saying, you did not create me to worry. You did not create me to fear. You created me to worship you daily. So I'm leave it all right here with everything I'm going through. I think for me I know I get a little stressed. I do get stressed I get stressed out very quickly like I'll get quiet hmm but then I think about the word I'm like okay all right so time to be David in this last yeah. situation it's time it's time to, to say okay Lord you've blessed me here 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 you brought me out of all these things there's no way that this is going to hold me back there's mm-hmm. no way that this is greater than all that other stuff mm-hmm. because my better days are ahead that's what he says so that's why. That's how I do it with the unknown. I look. I do get stressed starting off, and then I was like, okay, Lord, how are you going to get the glory on this? Because that's, that's always, if I, yeah. I, I heard a preacher say that. Like, you go, everything in your life, how is God going to get the glory on yeah. this? And yeah. that's that's how I look at it. It's like, all right, God, how are you going to get the glory on this one? So, yeah.
0: It's yeah. amazing. I think that my two sisters just got baptized last Sunday, and it was amazing. Um, real emotional day for me because I prayed for three years and we're uh, like, I've been a Christian for a little over five years, but I prayed for three years every day mm-hmm. for that moment, and it happened. And I wrote them each a letter, and I, I, I said to them, I said, you know, the greatest walk you ever go on is the walk with God. You know, it, it really is. And some of you listening might, might be like, that's crazy to me, that mm-hmm. is. But, like, living on faith is one of the hardest things, but it's also the, it's the greatest thing on earth. Like, living in the unknown, yeah. walking down that path, like, starting this business, doing relentless faith fitness, like, going down this path, you know, you really don't. You know where where you want to go, but you really right. don't. You're walking in this unknown. You just and these things are just happening, good because you're on your purpose. Like you're living on your purpose, and you're following kind of you feeling what the calling is on your life, and it's because of that those the right people are coming in your path, and the, the things are mm-hmm. the that are happening. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what
1: um, what is your purpose? My purpose is to do love God and try to live and try to live to the best of my ability on giving back reinvesting into people that God puts in my life Mm -hmm. um, to be supportive of people Um, my purpose that I think is to impact the world where people feel like there's nothing they can hope for yeah that's my purpose because going through everything that I've been through (laughs) it wasn't a cliche it wasn't, it wasn't for me to sit on the third floor of my apartment and not talk. It, it, that's not the purpose. My purpose is to share the testimony to help somebody else get set free. Because free people, free people, you know? Yeah. And for me to be able to be saying, yo, I'm free from all the stuff that I'm dealing with, and to sit here, I'm wasting the gifts God's given me. I'm yeah. wasting the time that God's given me. So now it's time for me to help somebody else get free. And that's why... I, the aspect of real in space fitness is that I can't hold back anymore of what I have in my life. I need to put it out there. I need yeah. to let the word of God manifest through my walk, through who I am, and how God wants me to be. So yeah. that's my purpose. That's amazing,
0: man. Well, dude, let's let's support this guy. All right, let's. Um, where can people find you uh, mm-hmm. on social media? Also, where can
1: you know? You said you're in the works of setting up yeah a, a website. So the website in the works so people can reach out to me on Facebook okay. uh, Relentless Faith Fitness and uh, that's separate words and then on Instagram it's all Relentless Faith Fitness it's all together and then Relentless Faith Fitness at gmail.com Relentless Faith Fitness at gmail.com mm-hmm. okay so those are ways and eventually hopefully soon the, lo- the launch of the website yeah Yeah. when I get all the inventory and can get some more pictures done and I'm, I'm really working on them in like August yeah. <laughs> so yeah Amen.
0: And if you know of anybody too that can help him out, um, you know, get in touch with him. I'm going to put the email at the bottom of this. I'm also going to put, if you're listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher, you can't obviously see the video right now. I'm going to put his email address and his contact information in that. So um, if you want to buy a t shirt, if you want to help him out in any way, um, you know, contact him, um, let him know um but let's help him out all right so dude thank you so much for coming on this has been awesome seriously i've gotten like goosebumps like four or five times and um i know for a fact like this is going to help somebody oh yeah um, because you really shared open and honest about things that you've gone through um and you know i've never i've never done a podcast where like we've talked about god as much as we did today and um it's played such a big role in my life um And so I I appreciate you um, sharing those things and I appreciate you opening up and, um, you know, about your story. And I think, like, one of the most, I I would say, like, one of the most incredible things that you, um, about you, dude, is, like, your perspective. It's like, you know, I did go through all of these things, which the majority of people on earth don't have to go through what you went through. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, But your perspective is, I'm going to take all of that pain that I've had and I'm going to do something great with it. Instead of taking the pain and making it, uh, making my life a negative thing, I'm gonna take the pain, I'm gonna turn it into a positive, and then I'm just gonna use that to help people. And it's literally a decision um, that you've made, and I think that's like incredible, and there's no doubt in my mind, dude, that you're gonna do big things, you've got amazing things ahead of you in Relentless Faith Fitness, in your life, things that you don't even know, like things that, you know 10 years from now you're like I didn't even know we did this podcast you know that I was going to be doing but like God has a massive plan for your life dude and I'm so I'm proud of you for overcoming those things and you've been a huge encouragement for me today this is the pie like I said I I've been struggling a little bit with anxiety and depression this week just for a couple different things and today has like you sharing that story dude if it didn't help anybody here, it helped me. So I appreciate that big Absolutely, time. Absolutely, man. It's so, so well. All right, guys. Um, <clears throat> subscribe to the channel, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Follow this guy. Help this guy out. Really, really, really appreciate you listening. Um, and we'll see you next time. Right on.